This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 45. Happy New Year. Coming up, we discuss New Year's resolutions and why they may not always pan out. You think? How many years have you been alive, right? Sometimes this just doesn't work the way you want it to. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits that you can start right now. I mean right now as part of, ooh, maybe your New Year's resolution. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Every other week, we sit down with a certified health expert from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, and we dive into topics that cover nutrition and fitness and so much more. So many of these things that fall under that umbrella of, you know, I'm going to have a new outlook for 2020. Maybe that's you. So this episode, you guessed it, we're discussing yearly traditions, huh? Making a New Year's resolution. With me today is a registered dietitian and health coach, Grace DeRocha. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year 2020. It flew since the last time we got together in December. I mean, it really has just gone by like that, right? Way too fast. Uh, Grace is registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator, certified health coach, and obviously somebody who works with people all the time. And we think of this click into a new year as the perfect time to start. Here comes a phrase I know you don't like. (laughs) New year, new me. Come on, look. Do I look new and improved? Don't get me started on this. Okay. I don't like that. No? Because what I think is... I don't think you're probably not that bad to begin with. So why do you have to be new? Well, thanks for sticking up for me. <laughs> but isn't this a perfect time, really, for this clean slate? Like it's clicked. The calendar changed. I have to get rid of old paper calendars if I got one free from my insurance guy. Everything is shifting. Why not this be the perfect time to make a new slate? Because why couldn't every day be a new slate? Yeah. Or why could every moment that you want to have a better attitude about something could be a new slate? And trust me, I get it. I get that it, it is a time of tradition or people thinking I can set a New Year's resolution and stick to it and make all these wonderful changes. But I usually say this with diets, but like if a diet worked, then why are you trying a new one every year? Yeah. So, well, or every other week, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and maybe it's not just diet, but whatever your New Year's resolution is, we know they fail within six weeks of the new year. But there is something to be said for even with positive psychology applied, because mm-hmm. I know you use that in, in dealing with your clients and yeah, patients, right? Absolutely. Because you've got to really charge into maybe a lifestyle change. But this idea that we are going to reinvent ourselves, some of us at times in our lives, seasons need reinvention. You know, you've lost your job, you, yeah. your kids have grown up and left the house. I mean, there are these times when you really can look and take stock in who you are and say, you know, I am going to make a change. Absolutely. And I and I think there's something about those moments. Those are moments of growth and resilience. Yeah. But like just that phrase, new year, you're not changing who you are completely. Right. right. You're still Chuck at the core. You're just, it's more like a revolution or evolution of who you are because there's growth and process and things that are happening and there might be change, but you're not new. It's not like... It's a terrible analogy, but it's not like when the refrigerator breaks, you literally buy a new refrigerator and then there's a new refrigerator. You're still who you are. And I think maybe highlighting some of the great things that you have already and then also maybe looking at things that are not as great or something that you do want to improve upon and think of it as an improvement as opposed to, 
You know, maybe yeah. it's a fresh coat of paint. Maybe it's the icing and not a whole entire new cake or a whole entire That's a really wall. good point because if you get too down on yourself that to your core there's mm-hmm. something wrong instead of just saying it's the icing on the cake, it's not right. really the Well, and we all cake. know there are some people maybe that are, it's the core are not so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a different episode, right? Yeah. Uh, we're talking about us. So <laughs> yeah. if you're good at the core and you don't really have to work on that, and even if you do, this idea of self-awareness and understanding your qualities, how would you suggest... We get in contact with those journaling, like literally write them down so we can look at them and say, yeah, I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. So this is what I, and it depends on the person I'm working with, but sometimes I will tell them what is like, where's like the dreams and the goals and like craziness. Like uh, I want to be the next, you know, famous actress, whatever, like, so really crazy dreams, things that you really want to strive for that might be out of this world. You know, and then coming into the middle, that might be more realistic and more aligned with like what your life looks like and where you really want it to be. And then things that you're doing to get there and then things that you need to change to help you get there. So it's not always all bad things. It's kind of strengths and some weaknesses and then opportunities that you can help kind of change it up a bit. Well, there are even tests for that, right? I mean, you can mm-hmm. go online and take a Gallup Strengths Finder test to determine your top five strengths for about 20 bucks. I mean, yeah. I have no skin in the game. I don't get paid to right. say this, but I've done it. It is an interesting bit of self-awareness to know how you're wired because it also helps you understand how other people see you or where your strength can actually help or hurt right. other people. Well, I think it's super interesting in this day and age, too, with social media and everyone weighing in on what everyone else looks like or what right. they're wearing or how they are or what you posted that may have been so great, but maybe you're at home and it's not as great as you're putting out there, you know, and having that check-in moment where you can really make real changes and have real growth in this process that allows you to do really great things. So let's just say if you're one of those people that actually takes the time to make your list of things that you're doing too much and you put on there, I'm a little too snarky, you know, because you're that person (laughs) online who's going after people. (laughs) I think he's talking about No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. But that is a thing you can refine. You can actually see some of the bad, not just the good places to improve, but you can say, you know, I'd love by 2021 to have a line through that one. Right. Or maybe look at it and say, I'm snarky. What does that mean? Does that mean maybe I use my voice even if it shakes? And if I do, is there a way that I can refine the language that I use so it could be more positive? Do you Mm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because being snarky or being brave to say something are two different things, but come from the same kind of animal. I think what's also interesting about what you're saying, there's a bit of time that we've got to invest in ourselves. And Mm -hmm. a lot of us in a busy world don't really think about taking the time what do you mean I'm going to sit down, Grace DeRoshi? I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to write a little list of things that I could, you know, tweak on the frosting here for 2020. Some of us are moving so fast that I don't know that we give ourselves enough credit and give ourselves enough time to invest in us while we're investing, in your case, kids, husband, work, driving here and there. You know what I mean? It's so funny. I just was talking about this with a couple friends and my husband Because sometimes we get, we're so, you know, we just came off the holidays and it was so busy and there was so much planning and you want to try to squeeze in all the fun while, you know, while the kids were on break and doing all these things and making all these plans that sometimes you forget to like exhale, right? Yeah, 
yeah. and you forget to breathe. And being busy sometimes is also a thing that people think they're supposed to be or do all the time. Yeah. And maybe the thank you to ourselves is actually taking the moment of self-reflection. Right. And exhaling and really looking at that. And you don't have to lose your identity, that core, when you're looking to refine either. I mean, this isn't like we've got a... I understand the weight loss goals and the things that we call New Year's resolutions Mm -hmm. that are pretty typical or pretty usual. But when you're looking at refining yourself, you don't have to blow up the model and start over. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it could be really simple things. I know we've talked about this a little bit, like living in gratitude and being Mm -hmm. grateful because while you're journaling and writing and doing some of these things, maybe taking a moment to actually be thankful for the things that you do have. You know, you know um, I've talked about this in, in other episodes. So I've got a smart watch, right? I've got mm-hmm. a, my watch will tell me breathe and, and when to stand and uh, right. other things. I think it would be great if it every once in a while said, what are you thankful for? I mean, mm-hmm. out of the blue, literally, because sometimes you absolutely forget, even in the midst of a crummy day, what you are thankful. You're thankful for your family. Hey, tech people, are you listening? Okay, yeah. Okay. That's a great... Why... You d- you gave them our idea. Okay. That's Ixnay a great idea. on the thankfulness snay. Or like, what do you love... What do you love today? Yeah. And maybe it could be yourself for once. Well, you remember, <laughs> you're not you're not old enough, but I know you've heard the name. But if you go back and Google everybody who you know who's twelve who's listening, Stuart Smalley, it's it, it's basically Al I Franken do, yeah. who was part of Saturday Night Live. I who do remember. Then Don't went on to be anyone. a U.S. senator, right? Yes. Well, when he was a writer on SNL, they let him on the air every once in a while, and he had this bit called Stuart Smalley. He'd come out in this Mister Rogers like sweater with mm-hmm. this really weird looking blonde hair wig, and he would look in a mirror and he would say. I'm good, good enough, enough, smart, smart enough, enough, and, and doggone, doggone it, it, I'm people like me. People like me, and it was this affirmation. Yeah. Of and it was kind of comical because his character was kind of goofy, and but I think that there aren't enough times in our day where we take the time to even think that you stop in the mirror and you look, not in a false humility way, no. not in an arrogant way, but you know what? I'm okay. Yeah. I am okay. High five. Yeah. Across the big my, long table. It's funny because my um, some of my friends have taught my kids this, and so it makes me have to do it. But affirmations, Clay is really my daughter's really good at it. Yeah, and she she'll give you yours too. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we also know something about ourselves if we're going to be really brutally honest and self aware. And let me give you an analogy. So when uh, Susan, my wife, said yes, I proposed to her with an IOU. By the way, nearly forty years ago, she said yes. Then I had to go get the ring. And when, when, I, when you go to the jewelry store and you ask about diamonds, it's like a foreign language. But here's what's interesting to me, and I think there's an analogy here. I'm buying whatever I can afford, uh-huh. right? And it's a little tiny diamond in the day. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking under a microscope, well, it's not really crystal clear, bright white diamond because I can't afford that. And by the way, there are these things called flaws and inclusions, but I guess I'll still buy it because it's the only one I can afford. And it's got a little cracked ice in the corner. And yet I buy that diamond and have it mounted and I give it to her and she thinks it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. My point is... He's trying to make me cry. Well, there are diamonds in the rough. Even diamonds have flaws. Yes. And sometimes we lose track of this idea that we are all flawed. We just are. And okay... Perfectly imperfect. Yeah. 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 And isn't that okay to be that way? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, so. again, in this day and age of people putting their highlight reels out there, 
that we forget those things. You mean like going on Facebook and making it look like everything's perfect? Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Yeah. And I, th- I think people are trying to get more real. And obviously, like, everyone has their own social media and they can run it however they want to. Right. But just knowing that no one's perfect, whatever that even means. I don't know what that means. And and let's just say, even though we know we have flaws and can admit those, even if it is just to ourselves, we can still improve on those spaces or those things Absolutely. about us. I mean, if we always run late and people know it, we can come on time. Right. I'm, I'm just saying. I did it today. Did you? I, I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> For once. Yeah, well. Oh I, oh, I thought you meant you were running late. No, I'm no, sorry. No. I just trashed that whole idea. <laughs> you were on time. And I, I just, yeah, time. well, it's a new thing to yeah, us, you know. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this idea that maybe there is nothing wrong with you at all. Maybe this is society, social media, work, um, family. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there are a lot of weird things that happen. I mean, we just came through the holiday season. So right. maybe we're getting things imposed on us that imply that there's something wrong. Yes, It's funny because there seems to be a thing where if you look a certain way or you're a certain size, that you're automatically happier and more successful. Mm -hmm. I I definitely see that on things like Instagram that's very visually driven, that there's a correlation there. And there's a correlation there in people's minds, too. Right. Right. That is not how it is. That's now it has to be. And so I think really getting to know who you are and what drives you. And what makes you better? I saw this somewhere, and they were talking about how we're living, growing things. So we're changing, mm-hmm. and that's okay, right? It is okay. Change is good. But like, as a living and growing thing, there's things you need, right? You need to eat. You need to sleep. You need your water. I, f- I feel like I'm talking about a plant too, for some reason. No, but, but it's analogous. I understand yeah. what you're saying, and I think in today's world, you know what's missing. And I don't just mean because of loudmouth people who get online or get... Snarkies. Uh, yeah, snarkies. But th- that that does come under what I'm about to say. I think in America and maybe the world, we've lost this notion that of redemption. Mm-hmm. Because if you're allowed to change and grow, everything you're saying, mm-hmm. which I buy into, you know, somewhere along the way, you may have stepped in a big puddle in your life. Maybe it was a big pile you stepped in. Right. And you now have no opportunity anymore to say, I'm sorry. Even if you said, I'm sorry, 20 years later, we're... At what point, God love people who run for public office and throw their hat in the arena because right. somewhere back there you did maybe, I don't mean the dastardly things that, right, 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 you know, right. that you should go to jail for, but I mean somewhere along the way when you were 18 or something, you did something stupid. Maybe you do hurt we, someone. Do we, yeah, do we not have an opportunity in life anymore to redeem ourselves and really say, men mean it? Yes. I'm sorry and yeah. I've grown. Right. I, I, somehow we're going past that. Right. So we are allowed to grow and change. Absolutely. Yeah. And does that mean we should also embrace this notion of who we are, this idea of self-acceptance, where we are in the moment and still understand that moving forward? When you see people who are trying to change their diet, Mm -hmm. right? And I know you deal with it a little differently. It's just the way your soul is wired. But when you deal with people like that, are are you trying to help them with nudging a little bit on the mental health side of things and the positive affirmation? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that... I, my other degree is in psychology for that reason, because they go hand in hand so yeah, much. Yeah. So it definitely plays. So there's so many things. There's self-acceptance. There's self-love. There's growth. Mm-hmm. And growth doesn't have to be extreme change. It doesn't. In 2020, I'm saying bye to new year, new me. Yeah. And maybe we, we have to think of a better phrase. 
<laughs> well, you know, I agree with you. I think it alliterates well, and so oftentimes we get mm-hmm. stuck with stuff just like that, like, you know, the name baby boomers. I am one, but there's right. no other phrase that's stuck. Go figure it out. Right, there is right, none. Right. And don't you dare call me a senior. So, you know, I mean, I'm just saying there are certain phrases that are always going to get stuck. Let's talk about uh, New Year's resolution. Let's just say yes. we are making one, right? Right, right? Whether we like the idea or not. The odds are they're going to fail. Yeah, so 55% of New Year's resolutions are usually health-related. Okay. And 80% of them fail by the sixth week into this year. So we're almost there right now when this <laughs> podcast is actually launching. We're just about at the fail point on average, right? Yeah, so we're in early. So, yeah, by the time we hit February, somewhere in February, whatever that New Year's was. And, and since over half of them are health-related, so the most common ones that we saw from last year in Michigan were to exercise more, mm-hmm. diet to lose weight specifically, save money, get a new job, and eat healthier in general. So those actually aren't terrible things to strive for. Right. I think what happens is then to get to that or to make that resolution real and to work, people get extreme with the way they do things. That I've got to lose 20 pounds by February 15th, you know, (laughs) and I just started Christmas. Right. Right. So there is that. But I think to your point that you started this conversation with and continued the thread if you do fail, guess what? March 1st can be just as great a beginning right. to or, start losing weight yeah. as February 1 or January. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any day, any moment, maybe you had a terrible breakfast and maybe at lunch you do better. That's, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I say this too. There is not one workout is going to make you fit and not one bad meal is going to make you unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we talk about this often. It's about a lifestyle change, making better decisions most of the time and finding, you know, kind of where, what you need to improve upon. And maybe that's your New Year's resolution. Maybe you have too much sodium. So, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about that with Christian mm-hmm. last month. So maybe you're going to just focus on reducing that because you know that your blood pressure is creeping up. You know that high blood pressure runs in your family and you want to be better in that respect. So I think that there's also something that we tend to gloss over, many of us. I know I have in the past and I try now. I think I've gotten a lot better at it, so I have refined it, is consistency. I came to learn that if I'm going to go on a diet, which I was told by my buddy, the doctor, because it's a lifestyle change, so I've mm-hmm. adopted new vernacular. But if I stay consistent with something, and in general, my if you look at the stock market, you hope that the line is going up, right? But sometimes it's going up and down, up and down. But as long as the inclination is up, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of my life this way now. It's okay if there are ups and downs, but as long as the trajectory is generally mm-hmm. up, same thing for weight loss, same thing for right, healthy eating, healthy eating. exercise, yeah. all those things. Right. That's funny. I'm going to tell you this, but no one steal my idea. I always said if I ever wrote a book. Yes. Why don't you? New Year, New Me, maybe I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the first three chapters would literally be called consistency. Yeah. Because that is the key into making anything happen, right? Yeah, right. Learning how to play the piano, learning right. how to start jogging, and you can only go two blocks. And a yeah. year from now, if you're doing okay or, and your um, knees are fine, you'll be up to a mile and a half, two miles. Oh, save money. Like, if you're consistent, yes. you will save money. Yeah. If you eat healthier... You will be healthier. If you exercise, if you go to sleep at a good time every night, you will feel more rested and probably less stressed. Mm -hmm. So 
There you go. The first three chapters of my book are all called Consistency. Way to give it away, Grace. <laughs> so do you see in your family, you don't have to name names or in your circle of friends, people who are always stuck. They seem like inaction is their middle name. They mm-hmm. just, they talk about it. They talk a good game. They may listen to this podcast and say, you know, there were a couple, three things that I could really, they never do it. They yes. never do it. I mean, I see this with almost everyone I know. What do you do? What like, do you say to them? I ask them why. Mm. What is their why? At the end of the day with like if it's weight loss or if it's to be healthier, why do you want to? Mm -hmm. I will tell you like back in the day, my why was probably more aesthetic, like what I looked like when I was young. Now that I'm older. Yeah. Now that I'm older, I think about wanting to be there for my kids, wanting to make sure I'm there to see them graduate (laughs) from college and get married and play with my grandkids. So those are extremely different. It may sound the same, like I want to be healthier to be there for my grandchildren mm-hmm. versus I want to be healthier to fit in a size two. That feels really different, especially now that I'm in my 40s. But you know, you know there's another side to that why question. When you say to someone who's trying to lose, who says out loud, I'd like to lose weight, I'm just giving an example, mm-hmm. and you say why, then there's also another part of that question, which could be why not? Why wouldn't you? Right. And I think that digs down deep into the place where sometimes people don't really either want to share or they're embarrassed to share. Mm -hmm. Because for some people, and I've met people like this, and they would say, I don't want to lose weight because actually I kind of hide behind my Mm -hmm. weight. If I shed that other person, I am becoming a new person, and that's scary. Well, yeah. The depths of that conversation is literally heavy, right? Yeah. Because a lot of people won't admit that right away. I know. I um, I had a patient way back when, and she was very overweight. She was obese, and she was diabetic. Mm-hmm. And she would come to see me, and she would barely talk to me. So we would have our one-on-one sessions, and she would barely talk to me. It was like pulling teeth, and I was like, oh, man. And I just wanted her just to talk. And then when she would come into we would have class sessions too. And she would come into the classroom, also very more observant. She would be taking notes. And I could tell she was yeah. listening. She was listening to the other people. And then and I would say, I would try to make people participate. And then as time went on, she started to a little bit more. And then at the end, she, she told me that she handed me an invitation to her 80th birthday party. And I didn't even know she liked me, mm-hmm. but she had lost a lot of weight. Her blood sugars improved. And one of the things that I finally got her to talk about was her her why in a positive way. And she said her grandkids love to dance and she wanted to be able to dance with them at her 80th birthday. Wow. And so fast forward, I still talk to her. She's great. But she, when we started to meet and she started to talk, she said, part of me was scared that if I actually did what you said, and I didn't need my cane or my walker, and I did get to dance at my 80th birthday party, what that would actually mean. Mm, yeah. I'll cry right now just thinking about it. Yeah. And I was like, that's huge. I think that's heavy for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And you're right. They don't, um, it takes a minute to have a relationship that you build authentically for right. somebody to really share. Some people overshare. We know those yeah. people. But I mean, for most people, <laughs> it is a little difficult to actually dig that deep to admit to almost a perfect stranger, this is really my baggage. Yeah. And this is why I can't do what I what you're asking me. It makes perfect sense I should go exercise, but I can't do it. Right. Yeah. 
And then, you know, we, and we found ways for her to like exercise. She would dance sitting down for a while Mm -hmm. until we got there. But she was very interesting as a patient for me because I, I hadn't had many that would actually say that out loud. I, I knew it because I observed it. Right. But she actually was able to say that she was scared to live healthier and what that would actually mean and how her friends and people would judge her and her family. So if you fast forward now, have you been able to look in the rearview mirror and see how she did? I mean, she obviously... Oh, yeah, she's yeah. great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so proof is in the pudding. It actually mm-hmm. worked out. And there is another little angle to this idea of having unrealistic or unattainable goals. So I'm self-aware enough to know that if I told you, Grace, consistency in me becoming a ballet, world-class ballet dancer in 30 days, it will Bruce never happen. It will never. <laughs> I, I've taken dance lessons. Susan made me go. It's never going to happen. I can get by at a wedding, but, you know, I can do the sprinkler, but I, it's never going to happen. Now, for me to go back and learn, relearn how to fly an airplane and get current, I can do it in a minute. Right. It sounds more extraordinary, but it's not. I know I could never be a dancer. That's important to have that kind of self-knowledge too, is it not? <laughs> yes. I'm just, I'm telling you, I no, can't. No, it's actually such a very valid point that you bring up. Yeah, like I I am not going to become Jennifer Aniston tomorrow. No. Oh, it's just well, not happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. So you're self-aware enough to know right. you may not become a superstar. I'm not going to become a beach body guy. It's just not going to happen. But that's okay to yes. know that. Yeah. yeah. Like living your best life and being your best self, not someone else's version of you. Mm-hmm. If you take on too many of these things at one time, mm-hmm. we've seen people who the New Year's resolution is it's plural. Right. It's got an S at the end. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to get taller. I, I mean, it's all, you know. <laughs> oh, man, we I get, want that one. It's <laughs> January 1, and it's too much stuff. You've overburdened the system. Yeah. If you are going to set some kind of resolution or lifestyle change or whatever revolution of yourself yeah you have to be smart smarty about it so you have to set your goals in a smarty way and obviously you know i'm coming at you with an acronym now so (laughs) smarty is making sure your goal is specific so Uh whatever that is and i said goal as in one make sure that it's measurable you know, kind of like we have talked about before, when you go to the doctor and you get your blood drawn, you know where your baseline is and then you know how to measure sure. that. Right? Yeah. And that's why I think sometimes something like weight is very measurable. So it's used often for a New Year's resolution that it's attainable, yeah, approachable, and adjustable. So that doesn't mean that you have to be perfect every single day. Yeah. But I'm not going to become an astronaut. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not attainable. Are you sure? No, I don't. Well, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to get taller. Hmm. Make it realistic. There it is. So no astronaut. Chuck and I are not becoming astronauts yeah. tomorrow. Timely. So set some kind of time frame for yourself. Oh, what I wanted to say with the S is have a support system in place too. So mm-hmm. it's a specific goal, but you have support along with you. I'm spelling smarty all backwards now. So then the E is my favorite. Make it something that's enjoyable or exciting. So maybe it is save money to go on a trip that you can plan for. Or maybe it is exercise more, but maybe it's exercise that you like to do. I don't run. I would rather dance. So maybe I would make my exercise goal something to do with dancing as opposed to running. So you could become a world-class dancer. No. Maybe you are. I don't know. Don't tell anyone. No. (laughs) So this idea of uh, a support team, 
flesh yes. that out a little bit because I think that's really important. Yeah. So if you are, okay, here we'll go with the save money one just to mix it up a little. Or yeah. if, quit smoking. If someone's trying to quit smoking, but then all the friend, their friends or their family smoke or they're mm-hmm. not supportive of them quitting, it's going to be really hard yeah. to do so. I've seen it happen with patients. I've seen it happen with family members. If your significant other is smoking, it's going to be hard for you to quit smoking. So making sure that everyone's on board at the same time to be supportive. And maybe they're not ready to quit, but maybe they just don't smoke in front of you. And maybe you find a table of people that you'll gather with who are into the New Year resolution of exercise. Right. And you all start biking together. Yes, awesome. Absolutely. You know, it's it's amazing to me when I look back at the history of even world-class politicians. Mm-hmm. Nobody starts to think of this idea. I'm going to run for president without sitting down with their little kitchen cabinet. Yeah. Could include their spouse. It can include an advisor. They're smart. If right. you're going through life, you may have a stockbroker, an advisor. You may have a yeah. life insurance guy. Somebody is going to help counsel you. Why not in this idea of attainable goals? Perfect. Right. Absolutely. And oftentimes... When you have that support, not just a support system, but then taking a step further and joining a club and mm-hmm. belonging to something where everyone has the same kind of goals there, it drives you to want to do better. It makes you accountable because now you have to meet your buddies to go bike. Who makes you accountable in your life? Like who would actually tell you? Your husband would? Oh, yeah. So he would tell you, you you've you <laughs> gone off the reservation on your diet. Yeah. Right? Or like saving money. Yeah. Oh, Amazon Prime. You get you got me yeah, this holiday. Yeah. Um, but that, like, Tom will be like, what are you doing? Or my mom will be like, is that a new purse? <laughs> I thought you guys were saving money because you want to go to Disney or whatever it might be. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Or my, I mean, everyone, my, my sister, even though she lives in Denver, she would be like, I saw your picture on Instagram. Was that a new skirt? <laughs> Busted. <laughs> but why aren't you allowed to do that, especially in this idea uh, as what we framed here, this idea of positive psychology, you feel better. Yeah. You you so look you can. better. Yeah. I think it's. But if if I if my goal was to save money because we were going on oh, a family yeah. trip to Disney, okay. I probably need someone to be like pump the brakes on that. So the idea of uh, encourage us about setbacks. We know they're coming. It's like yeah. change. It's always going to happen. There'll always be a setback. It storms. I couldn't jog today. Um, I went to a weekend birthday party for my eighty year old friend. She and I even ate cake together. It was okay, right? But setbacks are going to happen. Yeah. And so a couple things. One, since you know they're going to happen, try to plan for them, right? Mm. So when you're setting that SMART goal, and maybe it's you're going to walk with your friend at the track, even when it's cold outside, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right after work. Mm -hmm. But then that Wednesday, you got a call from school and you had to grab the kids. So have things in place. So maybe then later that day, you have a dance party with the kids instead. You know, have backup plans to help you with your plans so that you still get that activity in. Or if you know you're going to a party, make sure that you do have a healthy lunch and a healthy breakfast because you know dinner is going to be a little bit more. Well, I think that's all good stuff. And if we wrap this up, New Year's resolutions in general, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Should we not really make them? Or do you think they're helpful to some extent? So... I would say, if I'm being my not judgy, snarky self, that if they work for you and if you can own it in a positive way that allows you to make improvements on yourself and allow you to grow, or maybe it's you, maybe your New Year's resolution is not to have a New Year's resolution. 
That's crazy talk. That's chapter four. <laughs> That's the anti-New Year's resolution chapter. No, so I think knowing that you can set them if you want to, mm-hmm. you don't have to, but if you are, be smart about it. Use your SMARTY acronym. Specific, supportive, measurable, approachable, adjustable. Attainable. Rel- something you attainable, can actually do. Yeah. Realistic, timely, and enjoyable and exciting. Bringing joy. We should do a whole segment on joy, one podcast, because bringing joy into your life, there are a lot of people who also try to avoid that. They don't want to be happy. I don't get it, but allowing joy to permeate your soul right through My your skin. My sister's name is Joy. Well, there you go. Grace it's part of your family. Yeah. yeah. Well, good to see you. I feel better for the new, new year, year already. Happy it's a new, new decade. Year to you too. 2020 is going to be great. So don't forget, as Grace says, you do not have to set a New Year's resolution, but use that SMARTY and acronym, and maybe that'll help get you through in the start of the new year anyway. We're glad you're with us listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, check us out online, ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave reviews or ratings on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. You can always get new episodes, previous episodes on your smartphone or tablet. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I guess we can just say it again. It's it's still early enough in the year. Happy New Year. Have a blessed 2020. I'm Chuck Davis.